Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends. This is season seven, episode twenty-four of Tap to Craft podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the Dog Whisperer, and my favorite Florida Florida man, and also known as Drinking Eagle from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Yeah, and you know what? I still, so far, mm-hmm. that Drinking Eagle thing hasn't gotten uh, gotten. <laughs> Gotten this any old. crap? There we go. Jeez. Oh, gotten old. Okay. Well, uh, I was afraid hey. that we were going to get, uh, you know, some hate mail from, uh, you know, from your or tribe. My, my my people don't send hate mail. <laughs> we send warriors on horseback. He said, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But to answer your question, um, like I texted you earlier, man, I'm so glad to be on here having a beer with you. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, me too. It's been a hell of a day. Um, but in my glass today, as your favorite Florida man, mm-hmm. I'm drinking Florida man from Cigar City, and you know I know it. you know it's it's going to be uh, nice and blurry. So let's see if we can get that to <laughs> you know me and my good old focus. You got you got the uh, boom. There, there you go. go. You got it. You got it. So we got some Florida man double IPA, uh, clocking it at around eight and a half percent, eight and a half percent on this one, and I absolutely love this uh, this can art. I that do they too. Have I like there. that. Yeah, um, it's nice. And I just, uh, on Friday, I went to Cigar City, and uh, Megan insisted that I buy uh, a new towel that they had there. I was like, well, what am I going to get a towel for? We, we went on a little uh, vacation excursion this Ooh, weekend. Nice. And um, the towel was from Cigar City, and it was pretty much the logo that you just saw off of my can uh, on the towel. So I went, okay, uh, that's pretty cool. I like that one. Uh, I think I'll get that one. There you go. Enjoying some Florida man today, some good local beers. Um, what about you, Denny? How's your day going, and uh, what are you drinking today? It's going fantastic now that we're sitting here chatting, drinking beer, relaxing. It's a nice, balmy 95 degrees out there. Okay, so it's not just here. No, no. Okay. It's, uh, it, was a, it was 100 yesterday, 95 today. It's like uh, It's like summertime. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, when uh, we got ready to move to Florida, everybody goes, why Why would you move so far south? It's so hot there. <laughs> Did you know it was hotter in Boise yesterday than it was it, here in Florida? That's right. That's right. But we didn't have the uh, the, the mugginess. That's the, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Yeah, because <laughs> opening up the oven is so much more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm doing well, and I'm drinking a beer. From my favorite Idaho brewery, Jim Dandy. Uh, it's a J- dandy can, 20 or 20, 32, 32 ounce, ounce dandy can. can. Triumph, hazy pale, 
5.8%, 30 IBUs, and it is very tasty and a little bit hazy. Mm. And this is a second crowler that I got. My my daughter right now is in Mexico for what? a week. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Uh, and, and and what do I get? I get her cats for a week, three three extra cats in the house, and she brought me she brought you beer, two right? dandy cans. And yesterday I had a beer I'll talk about on our new Noteworthy that uh, I was very impressed with. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I'm doing. That's what I'm drinking. Uh, and I have a, you know, I have another beer in there too that I might talk about later when we, when okay. I bust that open. But uh, let's get this thing started. What do you say? Th- what do you say? I, I'm totally down for that because we're, right. uh, let's get the show on the road. Let's get the show on the road. But before we get the show on the road, we always like to let anyone new to Tap the Craft Podcast know what the show is all about. We are an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 180. Yes, we're creeping up to 200. We're recording on Monday, Lord. June 14th, 2021. And in this episode, we're going to discuss everything you ever wanted to know about non-alcoholic beer. What? Yes, yes, what I know. What kind of beer? Did you All stutter? Right. I, I said near beer, non-alcoholic, alcohol-free, All right. All right. Uh, non-intoxicating. All these different names you might uh, you might hear. It's it's beyond beer because it's non-beer. So, okay. And All right. why am I going to bring this up? Because it's one of the topics that one of our listeners uh, want to know more about. He's, you know, Jim Kutzel suggested the topic because he's there's been a lot more buzz about non-alcoholic beer in the media recently. Hmm. And it's been, it, there's actually a, a, a pretty big uptake, not only in, uh, in Europe, because Europe is, there's always been a big increase in a spike in, in non-alcoholic beer, but not necessarily in the States. But now we're getting a lot more breweries, not only the big beer guys, but also small craft breweries that are wanting to, provide a non-alcoholic beer or, or, you know, for their consumers. So let's find out about, you know, about how this non-alcoholic beer is, is made, why it's important. Is it healthier than regular beer? Let's, we'll find that all out in this episode. And of course you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. And before we get into that conversation, I, I want to just mention some support we get from our Patreon supporters. This episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen and William Slimmer, who are our virtual producers. Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamasa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Kirk Tabor, who want to buy us a virtual beer. If you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even being a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. And we did get a little bit of feedback, uh, but not necessarily on the content of the show last week. But Tara Carlson, she wanted to share a photo of some more uh, food that she's made from her husband, Jim's uh, spent grain. And this spent grain was uh, a stout. They made a stout, and they used these stout grains to make some chocolate cookies. So there you go. You can have, uh, and she sent us a nice little picture of that. Did you see that picture, Chris? It was on the Uh, graph. I did not. You know what? I didn't uh, didn't open that email. That's okay. That's okay. 
But uh, yeah, so thanks, Tara, for sharing that. And we always like to hear your adventures in cooking with beer or with spent grains. It's always nice. And um, other than that, we you know we didn't have any other feedback uh, worth you know bringing up. Uh, but we do also, I want to mention, we do have a voicemail number. If you want to call and get your voice heard on the show, you can do that very easily by calling 208-536-3359. Or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And just leave your voicemail. Ask us a question. Make a comment about a, a great beer you had. Or ask, you know, or uh, make comments on the show. If you something you enjoyed or didn't enjoy or want to hear more of. Let us know. Leave us feedback. Get your voice heard on the air. And if you like, oh, Dan that? Charlie said this podcast is cosmic, right? We'll fly, <laughs> we'll fly Dan Charlie. Right? All right, Dan Charlie is watching. All right, hey, welcome, Dan. We appreciate you uh, visiting us for a little bit. And if you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tap to craft uh, at gmail.com or <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Just follow us and uh, tweet at us at tap to craft and of course on our facebook page facebook.com slash tap to craft and our website tap to craft.com okay dan charlie yeah. dan charlie just said i'm calling to leave a voicemail now can okay. you give me the number again it's of course zero eight five three six three three five nine two zero eight five three six three three five nine and Dan, if you can't remember that or don't know where it is, tap. Thank you. Yeah, he said tap the craft, not the not crap. crap. I know. I may. <laughs> it may. I might have some Floydian slips where I uh, accidentally say crap. <laughs> it's been known That's to okay. say. I, I do sometimes uh, not pronunciate very well, but it's okay. So I've been drinking. I'm not supposed to pronunciate very well, right? I did. I, you don't need to. It's, Look, it it shows up in the end. We can edit it, do whatever. <laughs> does the number spell out tap the craft? No, no Bill, no, it does I, not. I don't it's have that just, kind of money. Uh, I wish we did. <laughs> I wish it did too. That would have been yeah. awesome. Dan, make sure you write that number on the bathroom wall, okay? For a good time, call this number. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk dials preferred. That's all I'm going to say. All right, Chris. Hey, are you ready to continue this conversation? Because you know what time it is? It's time, it's time to untap the craft, right? Yeah, time to untap the craft. And guys, remember, if you want to uh, you want to hear us read your check-ins on the show, make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK1345. And uh, we normally record Monday at 8.30, every other Monday at 8.30 Eastern Time. And pretty much anything within 24 hours uh, of, that, of that show starting. So we're going to start off... Uh, with Mr. Matt Knight. Now, this isn't like a crazy, amazing check-in. He only rated this one three caps. <laughs> okay. Okay, and he, he it's, a, it's called Falcon Punch by Lucky Hair Brewing Company. And his notes were, yep, it's an IPA. <laughs> and he, I, I think Matt is kind of on a uh, a quest to find out, interestingly enough, uh, why the IPA is so popular. Hmm. Wow, didn't we do a it's show on that? It's like we did a show on that. <laughs> uh, but hey, I, uh, you know. Uh, so he that was just one. It had a pretty cool looking, you know, can that I, that I saw. But he was also my very first uh, 
of the last 24-hour period. Uh, next on the list, Sarah Zawadzki drinking a Luminous Beacon by Nepenthe Brewing Company. Four and a half caps for that beer. No notes on there. Um, and we may have a fair amount of check-ins, guys. So yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all all of them. David Martin is drinking a Galactic Space Circus by Creature Comforts Brewing. He said for a single hop, it does not get much better than this. Four and a half caps for that beer. Will D drinking a Good Monster by Collective Arts Brewing. Four caps. Simply put, yes, sir. Okay. Um, next on the list, Mr. William Lake is drinking a King Cream Sickle by Treehouse Brewing Company. Mm. Uh, checking that out at the Middlesex Canal. Oh, I don't know where I, that is. I'm always good. Always down for some Middlesex. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. We're, we're still twelve here. Yes, yes. Um, three and three quarter caps rating for that, and he just wrote decent, very vanilla forward. Um, next on the list, Art Warcheck is drinking a Live Oak Gold by Live Oak Brewing Company. Uh, just wrote Crusher, four and a quarter caps for that beer. Um, Jeff Seiler drinking a Doomsday Device by Drecker Brewing Company. Um, mm. Lovely stuff, he says. Big tropical and citrusy notes. My first Drecker beer. I want more. Big thanks to Chris McKenzie and Tap the Craft Podcast for the heads up on Drecker. Now, Jeff, where are you getting your yeah, Drecker from? Yeah, where are you getting that from? Because I can't get I it. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I, I can't get it unless I try Tavor. Something tells me he's either got a friend, and I'm waiting for it to pop up on my phone here <laughs> to see what he says, but um, got a got a friend or, you know, he might be doing the, the Tavor route, but I don't, mm -hmm. well, I don't remember seeing this beer pop up on Tavor, but... Um, <laughs> Dan Charlie, five caps on my Mick Ultra. Well, he's make not, sure you check it in, Dan, he's not and drinking, I'll read it. He's not drinking a Mick Ultra. I know that. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, the best he'll do is, you know, go down to see Babu and get himself a, a hazy little thing. <laughs> That's mm. if he's still at work. He's probably home sipping on his Mick Ultra. <laughs> Aluminum, high class. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know you know how we do, right? Um, next on the list, he gave that four and a half caps if I didn't say that. Next on the list, continuing his check-in streak for the 7,000th show in a row, Mr. Chad Lamassa is All drinking right, a Le Fort Rouge by Pools Island Brewing Company. And he said he went to Pools Island for the first time in a while yesterday and brought home this brought this home with me. If you just told me it was a straight-up Pinot Noir, I'd believe you. The oh. flavors are there for sure. It's closer to wine, but mm. it's really good. So I think Four it's, and a, half it's a sour then? Um, so... From the picture, the can is, so Le Rouge Fort with Pinot Noir, it's 14%. Um, Whoa, 14%? It, look, it looks like he filled up a pint glass. with. He was just, you know, pouring out of a bottle of wine. Um, this red wine hybrid shows all the best aspects of the varietal, dark cherry and cranberry notes with a hint of chocolate, smoke, and light tannins on the finish. So, I... <sighs> It's a wine. I, it's a it's a wine. I don't wine. know. I'm 14% kind of a wine. About that. Come on. Look, I there's I have a 15% beer from Urban Artifact in a tiny 8-ounce can <laughs> in my cooler right now <laughs> that I really want to do a uh, you know, a, this is uh, the same uh, one that Joel uh, was drinking a few months ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I still haven't opened it up. I still want to do a video on that one. Um, Matt Knight again is drinking a ruby red Kolsch by it. Genesee Brewing Company. Mm. Nice to relax after a long, hot, dirty I, day at work. I could use about a six pack of that right now. Yeah, 
uh, four caps for that rate for that beer. Um, and man, I still wish it was showing up around here. Yeah, I want some Genesee. Mm. High class, Dan Charlie. Yeah. High class. <laughs> um, let's see. Moving on up the list. Tom Byrne is drinking mm. an Adjust for the Altitude from 2020 from Bottle Logic Brewing. Mm. Super solid. Nice weekend up in the mountains. Cheers to my awesome dad who hunted some of these beers for me. And uh, four and a half cap rating for that one. Jeff Seiler got the Drecker from a mail order shop, but not Tavor. Well, Jeff Seiler, disclose your secrets, sir. <laughs> We'd like to know more. It's top secret. But yeah, let me know because I like to get some too. <laughs> Without going through that, Without having that to go company, through the other company, yes, that shouldn't be named. Yeah, um, but, see but I'm but I'm sure because the this other company that Jeff is using probably doesn't just doesn't mail or doesn't deliver to Idaho because Idaho has really crappy. Okay, laws with that, Jeff. If you got this beer from there too, I have to know what it is. He's drinking a Cloudy 5000 by Melvin Brewing Company. You had me at Melvin IPA. Tropical <laughs> and silky smooth. Wish I could get Melvin more often. Spill it, Jeffrey. Uh, four and a quarter caps for this beer. Uh, moving on up the left, the list, Jeff Weesey is drinking an FSB 2019. Part two, of course. Uh, Fair State Brewing Cooperative. Thick mouth feel. Barrel aging is just right. Wonderful salted caramel chocolate finish. Cheers. Four and three-quarter caps for that beer. Uh, Mr. Bill Worley is watching us, too. How oh, are hey, you, Bill? Hey, Vladshammer. Yeah. Um, chew your beer, or we know him as Robert, uh, drinking an Edel Pills by Engren Brewing Company. A summer crusher, he says. Four and three-quarter caps for that beer. And moving on up to my buddy Stephen Brown. Uh, Stephen is drinking a dessert station smoogie by Corporate Ladder Brewing mm. Company. Four and a half caps for that beer. We're going to hit refresh, see what oh, comes up. We got through it all, huh? And that, Denny, is what everybody's drinking. Wow, that's a wide variety of stuff. Some good stuff in there. I'm not so sure about Chad's glass of wine he was drinking from Pools yeah, Brewery. Yeah, Chad, I, I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about that or... Or if you can uh, put us in touch with the folks over at Pools, I'd like to chat with them. <laughs> we need to have a discussion. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid where you pour in uh, wine into a beer glass. That's the hybrid. Yeah, yeah, that's the hybrid. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Seiler said he got it from Craft Beer Kings. Did you get both of them from there, Jeff? <laughs> Melvin and Drecker? Shut up, Dan Charlie. Craft, I'll whine about it if I craft, want to. Craft Beer Kings sounds like uh, like it's like an online, you know, uh, gambling outfit. I know. It sounds like a gamble. Let's find out. Craft Beer's Kings. Craft Beer Kings. For Craft only Beer Kings. 1999. You can get all you can drink. No. I mean, I wish. And he said, "Yes, that is exactly." Oh. Uh, that is exactly where he got them both. I may be shifting my loyalties elsewhere. They're yeah, like I'm 21 or older. So let's see. I'd be interested to know how this all works. Well, they're out of California, so oh, that's odd. I don't, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, well, we're getting off track here, but uh, you're right. You're right. But, I'll, look uh, at, I'll look at that. How while about I'm you at do work. your homework? We'll we'll make this homework for you, Chris. You go ahead and check out what is it called? Craft beers, craft beer kings, kings. craft beer, and kings. you figure out 
how it works, <laughs> and we can give an update on the next episode. Okay. Jeff could always give an update. True. But if I give the update, that means I had to buy it, so... Yeah, well, I mean, you want to buy it, so I want to buy it too. So I, I'm, I'll probably do some homework myself, and you'll wait till see how I like it. No, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll try it if they can deliver it to Idaho, but it probably says can't deliver to the state because that's what usually it says. All right. Well, I'll I'll take a peek uh, in between conversations here. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? It is time to get going with the brew buzz. It's time for the brew buzz. We're which, uh, man. I'm, I'm stepping all over myself here, uh, which the Brew Buzz is devoted to <laughs> discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, we are going to discuss everything you ever wanted to know about non-alcoholic beer. You heard it correctly, non-alcoholic beer. Bum, 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 bum. And I know Dan Charlie's like, what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> this is not even real because yeah. beer has alcohol in it. Well, you're absolutely correct. Uh, and again, this is a this is a uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word a uh, a portion of the. This is uh, all part beer. of the craft beer. world. It's all part of the craft beer world. So it's like one segment. That's, that's what I'm thinking of segment where that's kind of growing faster, you know, faster than other segments. So it's interesting that if you have a need to have a beverage that tastes like beer, but doesn't have the alcohol because you need to do, you know, you need to go to work. You need to, you know, stay sober for your friends, your wife, whatever to go. Let's say your wife wants to, uh, uh, you know, is pregnant and wants to enjoy some beer. It's not, it's still not recommended because there is trace amounts of alcohol, but again, it's not horrible for you, to, for a pregnant woman to have a glass of wine or beer, you know, Responsibly, Tap the craft does not condone the <laughs> consumption of alcohol by pregnant women. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> There's some healthy. Oh. There's some healthy benefits to it as well. My cousin Eric said I tuned in for a zero percent ABV episode. <laughs> Hashtag no, no, no. sad face. Not zero percent. Yeah, zero point zero five percent alcohol. So there is some alcohol yeah. in there. Don't worry. We will, we will get much? you drunk. Just got to drink a lot to do it. <laughs> All right. So I pulled this information from a, a several different websites. Um, uh, like the Oxford, an article called The Oxford Companion to Beer Definition of Non-Alcoholic Beer. This is off the Craft Beer and Brewing website. Uh, and this article was by David Thomas. Uh, and then another article, Is Non-Alcoholic Beer Healthy? This is from the Groovy website uh, by Reagan Simpson. And then another article that's blind, we blind tested 31 non-alcoholic beers and found seven we actually enjoyed. This is from the Growler Mag website and written by John Garland. So 31 uh, now 31 different NA beers is a, even that's a small portion of what's out there. There's a lot more non-alcoholic beers than that, but they tested 31, found seven of those, you know, about a quarter, a little bit less than about a fifth, a fifth of those were you know, were were ones that they would actually drink and enjoy. So Hey, we'll go ahead and talk about those in here as well. Okay. Eric said also, Homer Simpson wrote, all beer is healthy. That's right. That's right. And there's some stuff in here that they make statements about the health benefits of non-alcoholic beer. And I think some of those health benefits are also found in alcoholic beer. So it's kind of a, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree completely, but hey, we can talk about it. All right. So non-alcoholic beer is also called in a... The N-A, 
or low alcohol, near beer, small beer, or small L. And it is a malt beverage with a very low alcoholic content. And although the name might lead one to believe that a non-alcoholic beverage contains no measurable alcohol, this is not true. Technically speaking, there is no such thing as non-alcoholic beer because beer contains alcohol by definition. Hmm. There you go. So in, your in face. Yeah, in <laughs> face. So in the United States, although uh, these products are called non-alcoholic beer, the actual labels read non-alcoholic malt beverage or non-alcoholic brew. These NA products may contain up to 0.5% alcohol by volume, although there are global differences that can lead to confusion. So in the United States, the term non-intoxicating was applied to all beverages with less than 0.5 ABV during prohibition and has since morphed into non-alcoholic. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration does not consider these terms non-alcoholic and alcohol-free synonymous. The term alcohol-free may be used in the United States only when the product contains no detectable alcohol. Hmm. So you can't call it alcohol-free because there is some in there. All right, so I'm going to continue on and let you do the next section. Is that okay, Chris? Mm-hmm. All right, so in the United Kingdom, alcohol-free or zero-alcohol beverages may contain measurable amounts of alcohol up to 0.05% ABV. So in UK, you know, they're a tenth, they're a, uh, yeah, a tenth of what, is that right? Am I doing the math right? I'm going backwards yes. in, in here. It's like a tenth of <clears throat> what, what ours is. Uh, so so they have a really, uh, you know, much more stricter uh, alcohol. Uh, or, that's uh, or that's five hundredths of a percent if you're yeah. looking at it that okay, way. Okay, there we go. Um, beverages labeled as de-alcoholized, de-alcoholized, alcohol removed or non-alcoholic may not contain more than 0.5 ABV, and those labeled low alcohol may not exceed 1.2% ABV. The European Union standard is wider than that of the United States or the UK because alcohol-free applies to all beverages containing less than 0.5% ABV. Although there is no global agreement for reduced alcohol, beer, or wine, the Worldwide Codex standards for, alcohol, or for ethanol in some fruit juices, soft drinks, and baked goods are, bet- are between 0.3% up to 1% ABV maximum. Hence, interestingly, these products may contain equal or higher levels of alcohol derived from the use of flavoring extracts or natural fermentation than some other categories of beer and wine. So imagine getting that fruitcake from Aunt Louise, mm-hmm. and you're thinking it's non-alcoholic, but that fermented fruit in there is going to knock you on your ass if you eat too much, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially the uh, the flavoring extracts, too. Yeah. I remember when I was in, uh, well, I guess the vocational school in high school, uh, when we took when I took my my uh, pastry and baking section of culinary arts, the uh, the instructor, Mr. Ackerboom, who good <laughs> is friend that a of Simpson? our family. Is that a Simpson No, I, I wish it was. <laughs> He's a, a Mr. Ackerboom's a former Marine turned baker. Um, but he, he always told everybody, he was like, look, the flavorings that you use in these, look, they're, they're made out of actual fruit or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. using for flavoring and alcohol. Don't be stupid and drink it. <laughs> As a high school kid, you know there was that one or two kids in there that were stupid enough to drink it. And I remember watching it happen because the kid, 
took the bottle. Now the bottle in more of a commercial size, you know, they were, the extracts were, you know, 16 ounces and he took a big old swig of it and, uh, pretty much instantaneously vomited in the trash can. Oh man. So Mr. Ackerboom wasn't kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So moving on to the next, I I'm grabbing my mouse here and it's really getting, it's messing with me because I got my laptop here, but this is for the desktop and I'm too many things going on. So how popular is NA beer? There are hundreds of non-alcoholic and alcohol-free beers in global marketplace today, currently representing less than 1% of total worldwide beer sales. Many brewers think of NA beer production and sales as part of the overall corporate citizenship effort because profitability can be lower for these products as a result of higher equipment and energy costs. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. In the United States, NA beers are produced exclusively by large mass market brewers. Recently, now, now that that hmm. was uh, I, I meant to edit that, I forgot okay. to. Uh, so that's that was what it was in 2016. Okay, uh, exclusively since 2016, we have had NA beers. In fact, Athletic Brewing in Connecticut was oh, I think yeah. the first like full craft beer, um, or, you know, craft beer or craft brewer that went all non-alcoholic beer. And I think that was right around 2017 when they started up. So th- that that was uh, 2016 and above. But reality now is we have we do have some um, smaller companies doing non-alcoholic okay. beer as well. Don't you guys have one out by you, or is it the gluten free free no, place? Have, Ghost Fish. Yeah, Ghost Fish is in is in Seattle. That's gluten free. Okay. But there's no NA. I don't think there's any NA one near us. Okay, I actually had some gluten free beers this weekend from uh, from Corporate Ladder. Oh, really? Was- Rather tasty. Well, you know, Matt Swede did a gluten free. Uh, okay, it's, it's gluten reduced. Uh-huh. So, so gluten free means you're not using any gluten in the beer, right. and gluten reduces. You use gluten, but then you re- you use a, a product to remove it, so it's re- mm-hmm. reduced or removed. And um, yeah, so uh, Matt Swede here locally, they did a a very good gluten free uh, hazy pale ale. Uh, that's Did that, that, yeah, has good flavor, and and you wouldn't even know it was it was gluten reduced. Um, and, okay. and so, yeah, yeah. I uh, I once got promised a hat from Mad Swede. <laughs> no, no, not from Mad Swede, from Brunomics. No, no, it was a Mad Swede hat. Yeah, from but, Brunomics. Yeah, but Brunomics. <laughs> and I just saw them this weekend. I should I should have asked if they still had it for <laughs> they you. They still don't have that. <laughs> Somebody else is wearing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to give a crap about it. Um, where were we? So recently, stricter drunk driving law enforcement and increasing awareness of the reduced calorie content of NA beers, it's generally half of regular alcohol beers, mm. have resulted in higher volume sales in some markets. There's been growth in the NA space, essentially, in, especially in Europe. Let me try that again. There's been growth <laughs> in the NA space, especially in Europe. In Germany, it's estimated that one in every 15 beers consumed contains no alcohol. Is that amazing or what? I would have never, that's recent. That's Especially a recent. Germany. Yeah, that's a, that's a 2020 uh, stat right there. Amazing, wow. huh? One in 15 beers. Never would have guessed I, it. Uh, you know what, Denny? Just because you read it on the internet doesn't mean it's not, doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> fake news. That's true. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's true. It could be fake. It could be fake. All right. It's 1,500 breweries now produce up to 500 different varieties of NA crafts. 
and Spain drinks the most NA beers of any country. They're low and zero alcohol beers called Sin Beers for without. Uh, yeah, Sin is without in Spanish. Uh, those account for 13% of all beer sales. 13%? That's all, wow. That's almost <laughs> one fifth. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of NA beer. Jeez. Uh, and NA taps can be found in every bar. Non-alcoholic beer is currently the fastest growing segment of an overall sluggish beer market. Oh, here comes our friend AB. AB InBev is committed to making 20% of its global beer volume no or low alcohol by 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a 2020 uh, quote from them. <sighs> Uh, recently launching a dozen new brands towards that goal. Yeah, and you and we've seen it, right? We we've seen Bud Al, Bud Light, yeah. NA or whatever. I don't know. I've seen these on the shelves, and I'm just wondering who's buying them. Apparently, one fifth of uh, <laughs> AB InBev's customers. Yeah. yeah, so it's amazing. So who, again, this is why I think Jim brought it up as a possible topic because it's becoming more popular. Uh, you know, a, a lot of younger people are concerned about staying in shape and mm-hmm. and 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 lower calorie stuff. But Round they, is a shape, but they, yeah, but they want. <laughs> they also don't want to be looked upon by their peers as like not you know oh. not not participating. And so, if they could have a beer that's that looks like beer, smells like beer, tastes like beer, but doesn't have the alcohol, and they can still enjoy the the being out and, and looking like they're you know, hanging out and drinking with their friends and, and, and not have the extra calories and not worrying about having to, you know, get in that car and drive after you have a couple and, you know, okay. why not? I think okay. that's where the market is. Club soda and lime is just fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. All right. So this is a, this next section is a bit lengthy because, uh, and, and, and the section is called how to reduce the alcohol in the beer. And there's actually, they listed. 10 different 10 different methods that alcohol can be re- reduced or removed from beer uh, even you know during the fermenting process or and even the wort actually from the whole process from doing the wort to the fermentation to removing it by other means so there's 10 different methods that we're going to briefly discuss so Chris I'll do the first five I'll let you hit the next five is that cool okay yep all right so starting off the first one is limiting oh wait so alcohol can be reduced and, and in a beer produced by modifying many different parts of the brewing process, singly or in combination, as follows. So keep in mind, a lot of these are going to be done in conjunction with one another to reduce that beer from stage to stage to stage. Or you, you might be able to use one to, to do it all in one stage. But most of it, I think, is going to be a combination of doing a bunch of these things together. So the first thing is you can limit the malt-water ratio by mashing to yield a calculated lower original gravity and subsequent alcohol level. So we all know the higher the original gravity is and the difference between that higher gravity and the finishing gravity will determine how much alcohol is produced in the beer. So if you start with a very low original sugar level, then the fermentation is not going to have much to work with. So you're not going to generate as much alcohol by reducing that ratio. So there's one one, one way. Uh, you can also use lower fermentable brewing materials to retain original gravity, yet yield higher finished beer dextrins, dextrins and lower ethanol. So again, change up the 
the, the material that makes it harder for that yeast to break it down. And then you still have, you know, that, that warty, that beer wart and mm-hmm. some fermentation, <clears throat> but it's going to be mostly, you know, sugar water, <laughs> basically, uh, and hops. I hope you got to have the hops in there to kind of count out the sugar, but you're, you're not going to be breaking down as much of the, of the those materials. Uh, number three, controlling the dextrin content by warmer infusion mashing uh, somewhere around 70 to 80 degrees C, uh, which is 158 to 176 in Fahrenheit range, uh, which in, inactivates heat-sensitive enzymes like beta amylase and slows the conversion of starch dextrins to maltose, therefore lowering the fermentability of the wort. So again, these, these are all things that are going to reduce the effectiveness of the fermentation of the sugar water that you're making your wort out of. All right, next, fermenting the second runnings from a stronger beer mash, for example, from an imperial or scotch ale. Now, we've talked about this in other segments about, um, I'm pretty sure we did, or maybe, now, I kinda, now I'm trying to remember how we, if we talked, maybe it was... Uh, Maybe it was when we had Corporate Ladder, your buddy uh, from Corporate Ladder was talking about doing a beer and the mash and then utilizing that those grains again for a second beer. Was that on – was that a Corporate Ladder um, or something else? I can't remember. Now. I don't remember if it was Corporate Ladder. I do remember going to a brewery that uh, that was that was like that. The yeah. brewery has since gone out, but – um, yeah, but but basically, you brew a big beer, right? You brew a beer that's, that you want to have a higher alcohol content. At, but when you are done, you still have a lot of sugars still in those grains that you that mm-hmm. aren't aren't being done. So you reuse those grains, and now that sugar content in that wort is going to be a lot less because it's just secondary, you know, purpose of those grains. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's a, that's another way of doing that. Party guile, that's what they're called. Party, party guiles, guiles. yes. Party. We yeah. did talk about party guiles, but uh-huh. did but how do we get on to party guiles? Was that when we you know were talking corporate I ladder? Th- I think that was with with uh, Blake and Blake. corporate yeah, ladder. Yeah, I think it was. I yeah. think he 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 mentioned the party guile back then. I mean, my memory is not the best, but I think I remember it was corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. All right, so last one I'll talk about number five here, using the quote cold contact method of fermentation by pitching brewer's yeast into wort at near freezing temperatures, effectively limiting the fermentation, but allowing some beer flavor to develop. Beers produced in this manner are often reported as having a warty flavor character thought to be caused by aldehydes such as 3-methyl-methylhyoporoxahydride. Yeah, that thing. Um, that's that, no, I'm not even going to yeah, play with that's, that one. That's quite a that's quite a word. <laughs> you know, quite a word there. That's that's way too sciencey for this podcast. But yeah, so if you ferment at a temperature that's that's um, that's not optimal, then the you know that yeast is not going to be as effective in breaking that stuff down because as we learned before, you have lager yeast that likes colder temperature, ale yeast like a warmer temperature. But if you're doing it at the lower end of those of those uh, yeast uh, zones, then you're going to have a lot less of that fermentation going on, and you're going to, you know, thus produce less alcohol from it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're going to get that warty, that you know, sugar watery wort flavor, which is not good. Nobody wants that sugary flavor, right? I don't think so. But I no. think a lot of these can have that <clears throat> similar behavior. 
I mean, it's okay, but I think it can get over the top really fast. Yeah, yeah and, that's what, and, I, and I think that is why in the past, so many non-alcoholic beers early on, like, let's go back to the 70s, right? When non-alcoholic beer was like first tried Tell to be- Tell me about it, Denny. Inter- yeah, tried <laughs> to be introduced into the States. And it was horrible. It tasted, nobody liked it. They drank it because it was the option, but it tasted horrible, Right. Even the, the early O'Doul's and I can't, there's another, besides O'Doul's, there's another brand. St. Pauli Girl. The St. Pauli Girl, did they have a non-alcoholic version back then? I thought St. Pauli Girl was non-alcoholic. No, no, no. St. Pauli Girl had alcohol. Look that up re- re- real quick because I could have swore St. Pauli Girl had al- alcohol in it. If not, then I drank some of that that crappy beer. That, that beer is crap anyway, right? It's in a green bottle. Oh, sure. It's you skunky. hate it now. No, no, no. I didn't like it back in, in the... In the 80s. Okay, either. there 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 was a not well, well it wasn't their label. I swear their label was blue. It was blue yeah, it was blue, white, red, and it was a green and bottle the, though. Okay, okay. So so we definitely have that. Um but yeah, the the green version over here, mm-hmm. that's their St. Pauli Girl NA, mm. but there's also this this lager right here too. So Okay, the blue so maybe the Yeah, the blue label. Yeah. This one, this one was was their lager. Yeah. Ooh, you can get it at Walmart, guys. St. <laughs> Paul, go man. That's a that's a pullback from the past. There, I I didn't like it when uh, when I had it back then before there was other stuff. But yeah, so yeah, so they have an A version. Okay. But uh, all right, Chris. So uh, why don't you finish us off with the last five? Just as long as they don't have any big words in them, like three <laughs> methyl line of I think I, I think I stole the big words. Okay. Good. All right. Let me open this beer first, and then uh, I'll get going. Because yeah. <clears throat> uh, number six, another modification includes interrupting fermentation when the desired gravity and alcohol content are reached via pasteurization or crash cooling or removal of yeast from beer or beer from yeast, as in immobilized yeast fermentations. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's just just take the work. Take take the yeast out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big yeast magnet. Yeah. Pull that yeast right yeah. out. I'm curious to know how they would do that. John, how do you do that? Let us know. Uh, following a normal fermentation, ethanol can be boiled from the finished beer at temperatures above ethanol's boiling point, which is uh, 173 and a half degrees Fahrenheit or 78.6 degrees Celsius. For those of you playing hot, along at Yeah, home. that's some hot beer right there. I mean, look, if you're boiling it... <laughs> Boiling point of water is 212. It's going to be thick and nasty. I just, I don't want to boil. Then just add more water to it, Denny. Oh, that's true. Good thinking. That's probably what they do, right? <laughs> they boil it off and then add some, uh, yeah. Yeah, but sense. if they, if they, if they keep it at 175 degrees, then they don't have to worry about a lot of liquid loss. They're, they're just boiling true. off the, uh, yeah. the alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And, yeah, so it even goes on to say that, and below the boiling point of water for a minimum of 30 minutes. So so there are, that's pretty okay. much what they were doing. Yeah. Some hop volatiles, volatiles will be lost by boiling along with higher alcohols and aldehydes. Malt flavors and hop bitterness will remain generally unchanged as long as the beer is not allowed to, quote, cook, cook on. on. Cook on! Leading to off flavors from uh, furfural products. So, so I think against this was probably taken from 2016, 
maybe before 2016. And nowadays, this won't be a problem with the I mean, the hops, yeah, some of the, the boil hops, yeah, you'll, you'll lose some stuff. But then all you got to do is just dry hop the thing and give it more flavor, right? So you can actually have, you know, get that, that flavor you need with some modern day dry hopping, uh, you know, stuff. Or as we like to call it, flavor. Flavor. Flavor, flavor. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see, where were we? A more elegant but complex method involves passing the finished beer over a semi-permeable membrane, either under its own pressure, or which is a form of dialysis. That's cool. It's basically like an RO, uh, RO filter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can afford you just, to do an RO filter. You pour it over a vertical <laughs> filter and let the hydraulic pressure yeah. push it through. Um <laughs> Or pressure boosted. There's your reverse oh, osmosis. It is, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, where small molecules like water and ethanol are pulled away from the larger sugars, proteins, flavor, and color compounds in beer. Ethanol is then evaporated or distilled through application of low heat under a vacuum. Vacuum. Yeah, or as my science teacher would say, suction is not a real thing. <laughs> Um, finally, the residual water is recombined with the beer flavor, carbohydrate, and color soup to make a dissected, then reassembled N.A. beer. Wow. Number eight has got to be my favorite one it's, so far. It's definitely elegant, and it's, it's, it's time-consuming. I mean, imagine, even if you use your method of just putting the beer in and letting it force pressure through the membrane, how yeah. long that would take to get that stuff through? A long time. Well, I mean, it, isn't is it not the same as making coffee? Uh, that, yeah, but uh, okay. At least how I'm imagining it. You know, if we're gonna let I the, keep uh, thinking semi. So maybe you're right. Uh, semi permeable, maybe a coffee filter. Like I was thinking, filter? I was thinking it was more dense than a coffee filter. It probably is, but you know, the weight of the the weight of the liquid is mm-hmm. gonna push, and you know, I, I like the vacuum aspect. Because you're right, you yeah. increase the vacuum, yeah, yeah. then everything the temperature is a lot lower to to reduce mm-hmm. to remove that uh, to get then that. It pushes going. a lot harder with a lot less effort. Yeah, negative pressure. Okay, um, diluting finished beer with, with deoxygenated brewing water to the desired alcohol level as an extrapolation of the method used by high gravity brewers is still the simplest method of producing non or lower alcohol beer. But this method dilutes all beer color and flavor compounds. Mm. You told me I got all, you got the big word. Con- Con- concomitantly. I never heard of that concomitantly? word. Yeah, a, me either. That's a big word there. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> yours was big. Yours was bigger though. <laughs> yeah, mine is bigger. <laughs> um, and for those playing along at home, concomitantly just means at the same time or simultaneously. Why, why couldn't they just say simultaneously? It's these right. damn scientists. Not even. That's just a douchebag <laughs> word right there. Concomitantly. I, I try to uh. remove words like that. I miss this one. I try to remove okay, the words okay. that are big like that that I can put a simpler word in just because I don't like saying big words. But And then it just leads to just goofy conversation. All right. And number 10, recognizing that ethanol itself is a significant contributor to beer flavor and mouthfeel, and that removal of all or some of it by any method can result in dramatic flavor changes. Some flavor houses offer concoctions that claim to make N.A. beer taste more like real beer. Each method has its advantages and disadvantages of complexity, 
capital, and operational and energy costs. Yeah, so one of the things you mentioned in your, your previous uh, segment section was that breweries think of this as a um, as their uh, let me get the exact word because I just lost it uh, citizenship corporate citizenship mm. because yeah. uh, they're doing it because it's the right thing to do even though it's costing them more money and it's a lot harder to do and you know and resources uh, and it's not necessarily as popular as they could get their regular beer so it's it's a yeah. it's a you know they're taking a little bit of a hit but it's their corporate citizenship to you know to provide this as as a you know as their way of giving back to the community well i mean and any any citizen contributes to the to the community community in some form or fashion well na beer has its has its contribution as well mm -hmm. All right, so now the big question. Is N.A. beer healthier than drinking regular beer? Well, let's find out. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, so we all know that non-alcoholic beer can be a healthier option than its alcoholic version. But did you know that it can actually be good for you? The benefits of non-alcoholic beer go far beyond providing a healthier alternative to drinking. Besides being a better option than regular beer in many situations, non-alcoholic beer has health benefits in itself. It hydrates instead of dehydrates, aids in post-workout recovery, promotes better sleep, and can even reduce anxiety. If you're pregnant... That's a stretch. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're <laughs> pregnant, taking certain medications or our doctor, or our doctor advised to limit your alcohol consumption, having non-alcoholic options on hand is a key. If you're making health and fitness a priority, you may choose to swap your typical drink with something alcohol-free, too. Have you noticed that regular beer, wine, and liquor bottles never display nutritional information? You can find the ABV, but you'll never know the calorie or sugar content. And for this situation, ignorance is not always bliss. The average calorie count in a pint of beer is around 200 calories. But keep in mind, this is an average. Some heavy beers with higher ABV can have much more. Even a normal 12-ounce bottle of light beer has around 150 calories. If you drink a few of these, you're drinking a meal's worth of empty calories. If you drink often in large amounts, you could be consuming thousands of excess calories a week. Yikes! Yeah. <clears throat> there's a, there's, um, I can't remember where I found it, but I found a, a chart that was basically saying, you know, if you have a beer that's 5%, there's, I don't know, 120 calories in it. If there's a beer that's, um, I don't know, 8%, then it's 400 calories mm -hmm. or something like yeah. that. Um, but there's, there is a, a calories formula to calculate basically the ABV to how many calories that should be in it too. And there's a really cool calculator, uh, if you want to find it on homebrewacademy.com, that'll tell you how many approximate calories are in each of your beer based on the uh, size that you're pouring. So let's see, for example, I'm drinking a beer that's 8.5%. I'm having a 12-ounce can. Currently, 255 calories in this beer that I'm drinking, um, which I think is great that you can actually do that. Or, you know, if you take a 12% beer and you have a, you know, a 24-ounce a 24 ounce bomber of it, you know, 
That's 720 calories. That's, that's, <laughs> that's quite a meal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is because like scrimshaw, I mean, like scrimshaw Pilsner, right? It's 5% ABV, but it's under a hundred calories. But what, what if you put a 5% beer, a uh, 16 ounce can of 5% beer in, in that okay. calculator? What would it give you? So a 5% beer of 12 ounces is 150 calories. Yeah, see, so there is stuff that they that can be done that reduce the calories. So it's kind of a rough estimate, not necessarily hard, you know, fact. Yeah. Uh, so according to them, approximating uh, your calories in your beer, approximate calories equals your ABV percentage times 2.5% times the number of ounces. So calculate your ABV times 2.5 and then time and multiply that by the number of ounces. Okay. Simple. Everybody should be able to do that, especially when you're putting down 14% yeah, when bombers you, with yeah, your friends. Yeah, especially when you're <laughs> when you're at point oh eight, not thinking too clearly. Non-alcoholic beer, guys, is much lower in calories. Uh, 12-ounce NA beer ranges between 26, pretty specific number, 26 <laughs> to 60 calories, which is less than half of what a typical beer contains. Not all non-alcoholic beers are equal, and some are higher in calories. However, most calories are from the alcohol itself. So by removing the alcohol, you remove most of the calories from the beer. Still not selling me on it, but hey, let's, let's, keep, let's keep learning. Yeah. Some research found that non-alcoholic beer can work as a recovery drink for athletes. Uh, okay, I'm listening. Such an athlete. The recovery benefits stem from the presence of phenols, which are compounds derived from plants. Phenols can reduce inflammation and strengthen the immune system, both of which are beneficial to not only athletes, but to anyone and everyone, too. Yeah. So basically, yeah. from the fact that we're using hops and beer, that means beer is a salad. Is that what uh, I'm understanding? Beer is a salad, and even alcoholic beer has phenols, which are healthy for you. The only difference is, they already mentioned, that... Uh, you know, alcoholic beer will dehydrate you where non-alcoholic beer won't It'll rehydrate you. So it's like adding, you know, water and, and water is not disappearing. So that's the benefit is still the same thing. It has these things without reducing the, your water. Okay. So I'll just order more salads then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you cross that finish line, climb that mountain or complete the, that hard workout, remember that alcohol can hinder your recovery process. Celebrate instead with a non-alcoholic beer and give your recovery process a kickstart. It, is long, it has been long believed that alcohol helps you fall asleep. While it may do so, it results in poor sleep quality. If you want to drink something before bed, don't, because it'll make you have to get up and pee. <laughs> uh, if you want to drink something before bed to help you sleep, choose a non-alcoholic beer. According to research on a group of nurses. <laughs> nurses. A specific group, yes. A group, group of, of nurses. nurses not uh, participants fell asleep. <laughs> participants fell asleep uh, faster and slept better when they drank a non-alcoholic beer before bed compared to drinking nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> that paragraph in itself was just gold. Um, in the same study, researchers noted that drinking non-alcoholic beer reduced anxiety. Was that a group of doctors or 
Uh, on the flip side, the alcohol in regular beer can increase it. If you struggle with anxiety, keep this in mind next time you choose a beer. The secret ingredient to better sleep and reduce anxiety? Hops. This study found that hops can help significantly improve mild symptoms of depression, anxiety, and stress. Another study found that hops act similar to melatonin, Doesn't which work. explains how Megan takes it, how it can enable better sleep. Also, too, this is not in the article, but you know, CBD is a big thing right now. Right? Everywhere you go, there's CBD, mm-hmm. CBD, CBD. Hops and uh, are very close, yeah. Cannabis are actually in the same yeah. family. Yeah. So maybe there's some compounds in there that are uh that are the same. Yeah. So, you know, Lagunitas does that hop water. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that hop water is actually a, a good sleep aid. Non-alcoholic hop water. As know. my favorite saying mm-hmm. goes, Denny, only one way to find yeah, out. Try it. Try it. All right. So that's the breakdown of non-alcoholic beers, the health benefit, possible health benefits and on how it could help you over beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the popularity is, is growing big, and there's a lot more of it around. So I think now if you go look at your grocery store shelves, you're going to see a lot more non-alcoholic options out there. A lot of smaller craft breweries are also producing NA beers as well. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the uh, non-alcoholic craft beer options that are available to you. Now, this is – I'm going to start off – this is from that article of, of they had 30-some, and they found seven that were good. They started off listing the best European offerings. Now, as Chris already mentioned, you, you know, Europe was way on board with this hop or this, this hop, this non-alcoholic beverage thing than the U.S. was. So they've been around for a lot longer uh, and there's a, a lot of, you know, a lot of options there. So there's four beers that was mentioned that actually were, you know, tasted good and, and were worth going ahead and giving a shot from Europe. Uh, Beck's N.A. Beer, uh, Buckler N.A., uh, Kloss Holler, Dry Hopped, and uh, Erdinger N.A. So those are four European N.A. beers that are worth trying if you really want to you know, try some N.A. beers. And then they, they go into the American N.A. beers now. And uh, in America, they, 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 they went ahead and, and did a solid, like, here's a solid American option that's been around for a long time. And this is the old O'Doul's Amber. Uh, there's, you know, there's a couple of different O'Doul's versions. The Amber one is the one that has the best flavor. The other one's not so good, a, a light lager or whatever it is. So if you, and O'Doul's is, you can find that everywhere. It's been around for decades. Uh, so if you, you know, and I've had O'Doul's and honestly, um, I still prefer real beer, like, you know, alcoholic uh-huh. beer, but it's not bad, actually. It actually tastes decent. It's not that bad. Oddly enough, Kaylee Nault commented to the uh, the question that I posted on our Facebook, if you've ever tried a non-alcoholic beers, and did you like them? She said, I remember when I first turned 21 that I had a goal to try a bit of everything. I bought a bottle of O'Doul's, and it wasn't bad. Yeah. Don't let your dad hear you say that, Kaylee. <laughs> would, it dr- would I drink it again? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're stuck with no other option and you want to have something that to, to tastes like beer, it's it's not that bad of an option, honestly. It's, it really isn't. Okay, so Chris, why don't you hit us up with the best 
American Knit in a beers. The There's best, two of them. The best yes. American. Okay, the best American NA craft beer options, according to this guy and his group <laughs> of nurses. <laughs> Athletic Brewing Upside Dawn. Did is that supposed to be Dawn? Yep, Dawn. Okay. Upside, upside Dawn. Down, it's upside Dawn. Mm-hmm. The non-alcoholic golden and run wild non-alcoholic IPA. There you go. That's from that athletic brewing <laughs> out of Connecticut. And they've been doing it for about four years now, four or five years. And um, I tried, I, I sent an email to them uh, when they first started to see if we can get, you know, some, some samples to try on mm-hmm. the show, but they, they weren't sending them out this way. So I should try again and we should try to, uh, you know, try some athletic brewing because I hear uh, it's really good and it's really craft beer. It tastes like it just tastes just like you're drinking a real alcoholic beer. Look, I I would totally give it a shot, uh, but that's mm. what. Look, yeah, you know what? It it's just again only a way to find out. Yeah, try it. And I hear that that golden ale is like, I mean, you would think that the IPA would be like the best. That golden ale I've I've heard is really good. Okay. And I've heard people really? say it's like it's the best one. They have a stout. If I remember correctly, they have a stout as well. Um, they have the IPA and they have the golden. So there's options mm-hmm. out there. But again, you have to be in a distribution area, and that's on the East Coast. So if you're on the East Coast, you're lucky. If you're out here on the West Coast, uh, not so lucky. Okay. All right, Chris. Anything else you want to mention of your experiences? Have you ever had a non-alcoholic beer before? Never. I, not that I not on not purpose, on purpose at least. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've well, I mean, I've had O'Doul's. Well, there's both of them. Right and there. honestly, I I might have had. Uh, uh, I I might have actually had a St. Paul's girl in a two and not know it. <laughs> <laughs> now that we brought up the uh, the pictures and stuff, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm cu- I've been curious about it just because. Now the problem is. You're going to buy a six-pack of this athletic golden ale, right? And you're going to be right. paying, you know, 16 bucks for it. So on their website, it's $12.99. $13 just for a six-pack. And if you, <clears throat> okay. you do shipping, now, because it's non-alcoholic, they can ship it like a like a, a, a soda beverage. So it has... Get free shipping on two or more six-packs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... So we're, tw- so we're 26 bucks in. Yeah, twenty six bucks for two six packs of not getting a buzz on. Is it worth it? That's Just that's the three key. Bucks a can. Is it worth yeah, it? Yeah, is, is it worth it? Or would you rather pay twelve bucks for a twelve pack of O'Doul's? Can I do a mixed pack? Is the question. Ah. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should see if we can do a mixed pack, and we, uh, you know, we each get Four. twenty. We each get uh, twenty four cans. What's the you know what's what does shipping really look like for one? Shipping is to be determined at this point. So, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Maybe we'll come back to you with uh, some tasting notes on non-alcoholic oh, yeah. beer. Oh, yeah. We haven't done a tasting session forever. We sure haven't. And it's uh, kind of tough to get a hold of uh, <laughs> a hold of anything really anymore that you and I can both get. Yeah, yeah it is Unless tough. we do something something big yeah okay well that is our non-alcoholic beer brew buzz 
Uh, write us in. Let us know what your favorite non-alcoholic beer is. If you have any experience, tell us why you would love it or hate it. Whatever. We'd like to hear back from you. All right, Chris. Now it is time to talk about our new and noteworthy beers. So, Chris, you want to go first? Shipping's 10 bucks. Whoa, you might as well buy two then if you're going to pay 10 bucks for shipping. Yep. You just pay $3 more th- and you get an extra. For three extra yeah. bucks. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, medical, military, and nurses and first responders receive 10% off. <laughs> so if you can supply your military, medical, or first responder ID, you get 10% off. So okay. Give that a whirl. What's that? Stash Panda? Yeah. Who, who does that one? Hop Valley. Hop Valley. And they're located where? In Eugene, Oregon. Uh, good, good old Oregon. Yeah, it's a hazy IPA, cryo hops, got a lot of grapefruit flavor in there. It's like a red grapefruit. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. All right, so some new and noteworthy beers. I, I went pretty local this this uh, for this episode. Um, the first one I want to talk about is the Cellarman's Choice from uh, Cigar City Brewing. And initially I read this um, when I stopped by the brewery that it was a English summer ale. So I was interested right away because it was English summer ale. I thought to myself, okay, there's got to be some some lemony type flavors in that beer. Um, and the write-up one on tap says, When the men and women who oversee the fermentation of our beer finish their noble work and grab a seat in our tap room to enjoy the fruits of their labor, they reach for Cellarman's Choice, a refreshing and fruit-forward pale beer that is assertive in flavor and light in body. Our version of this of this Estival Treat... Maybe they forgot the F. Uh, utilizes citrus-forward Chinook and Simcoe hops with orange peel to deliver zesty clementine flavors and herbaceousness. Great word. Drink like a brewer and grab a pint of Cellarman's Choice. Um, yeah, really light and easy to drink. I, I could have had a couple of those, and um, I would really like to enjoy some more of it. Gave it a four-cap rating, and uh, would really like to get a hold of some more of that. When it wasn't. Was that on draft? At the play- it was on draft. Mm-hmm. Um, in Untapped, it's marked as a golden ale, but in the brewery, uh, it was, like I said, an English summer ale. Yeah, not a golden ale. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one on my list is going to be Blueberry Muffin mm. from Great Notion Brewing. And this one um, I gave four and a half caps to. So Great Notion, I get it from that should not be named beer shipping company. Okay. So so, Jeff, if you want to trade or something, we'll, we'll talk. Um, but this was a fruited sour. And initially, I was expecting just this big, sweet, fruity, and then, oh, it's a little tart, mm. <laughs> too. And it really wasn't. Um, it was a very much a more natural blueberry flavor to go along with it. And I don't remember specifically if there was any type of certain malt in it that made it kind of have that 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 crumb well, cake biscuity yeah that that crumb cake or or just kind of um not pastry sweet but just kind of that that bready mm-hmm. taste in there and it was it was really more of a natural blueberry flavor and it was light and refreshing uh i think it clocks in at about six percent and i gave it four and a half caps i think i have one more left in the fridge thankfully so i'm uh nice i like that one a lot yeah 
And, uh, and I say that about all my beers, by the way, I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> and the last one I want to talk about is from Arcane Ale Works right here in the Tampa Bay area. Those are, those guys are up in How has you already Largo. had this on the New Norley before? <laughs> no? No. Nope. Are you sure? Not this one. Okay. Not this one, because <laughs> I've had Gimme Swelter. Oh, this is the Helter Swelter, this which is I like the name. Helter Swelter. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Um, and the Helter Swelter, um, I was extremely excited about this one because Gimme Swelter is a mango habanero Berliner. Not over the top, like spicy, just you get that pepper flavor and then the mango just literally just cuts it off right away. Um, so I was really excited about it because I like, I like the Gimme Swelter, mm-hmm. the, the, the Berliner or the, uh, the habanero and the mango go really good together. Now, the Helter Swelter kicks it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> and the listing on Untapped says, Mango Habanero Florida Weiss, now with more habanero. Um, that's not for and me. And it's significant. Yeah, yeah it's too significant. Um, and it wasn't, I don't know what it is about pepper beers. People will get pepper beers and they'll go, oh my gosh, it was spicy. I, oof, I, can't, I can't do it. I've never really had a beer that was spicy that I couldn't drink it. It's, right? it's like not you, that you can't it, drink it. It's the effect after you drink it that she's coming up uh, and up and up and you keep burping up the spice like all night long. Next okay. day you're you're sweating at night and you all you smell is habanero heat coming off of your pores. That's, that's what Florida smells like anyway, Denny. <laughs> like like bunk. <laughs> yeah, like like hot habaneros seeping through your skin. Um but this one I gave I gave this one four and a half caps as well. Um and it wasn't it was definitely on the sweet side, but the the heat from the pepper really played well with that uh with the the sweet mango. So it was I don't even want to say tolerable. It was just enjoyable because you get like this initial just quick hit from the heat of the pepper. And then it goes away and it's nice and sweet and you get a little bit of kind of even a little bit of bitterness, like a sharp bitterness really quickly from the pepper. Um, but I, I did really enjoy this beer. I had two of them. Uh, was wow. I was, uh, was hanging and there was out with no Joel. side effects from the, the pepper heat or anything. Listen, not that I remember. <laughs> OK, you're already two sheets of the wind by the time you had two of these. Well, no, actually, Three this sheets. was uh no, because it was that was the first beer, first and second beer I had when I got to the beer. Oh garden. my gosh! Wow, you had two of those before you started your night, and then I ran into well, I, then I met up with Joel and Dan, and then the drinking really started. Well, and then they bought me beers, so <laughs> and you don't remember the rest of the night. No, I do. I totally remember the rest of the night so much so that I responsibly drove home. <laughs> I was completely fine. Oh, okay. completely fine. Well, what about you? What's uh, what's on your new and noteworthy list? Oh, well, I have three items, and I thought I was only going to have two items, but um, as I mentioned last night, I busted open a Jim Dandy can uh, that my daughter uh, gave me, and this one's called this Jim Dandy Brewing's Kokomo New England Double IPA, and. Uh, what I wrote on Untapped here is a gift from my daughter for watching her cats for a week. Another great double IPA. Big mango fruit with a hint of coconut and some dankness from the Sabro hops. 
have I mentioned how much I love Sabro hops? I, I love that hop. You haven't? Uh, yeah. Um, I could drink this refreshing, flavorful beer all summer long. Cheers, Davis and Haley. Uh, and I gave this beer a five cap rating. Hmm. Why? Because it was hot yesterday, and this beer just made me feel good. And I I appreciate that coconut flavor. I I don't need it like big in my face, but I love it when a beer can uh, can have that that mango tropical fruit citrusy sweetness in there with a with and and following that that sweetness with that little bit of coconut flavor right in the mid of that and then finishing off nice and uh, dry. Um, I really it just this beer just resonated with me and. Uh, I, you know, I just gave it a five. I, I was thinking, okay, I'll give it a 4.75. I'm like, then I started thinking. I'm like, why am I, why 4.75 and not a five? I, so I kept drinking and I, you know, I got down to the last of the can. It's a 32 ounce can, right? I got down to the last pour, last sips, and I'm still just enjoying it. Maybe even more than I enjoyed it when I first started drinking it. And I said, you know what? I'm giving this a five. Because this beer is fantastic, so you were gracious five with cap it. rating. That's right. So that was my. Because I was going to say, you can't nail it on the price or anything. Uh, I can't. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will say this: that um, you know, this is they're getting ready to celebrate the third, like July fourth would be their third anniversary. Awesome. And they have adjusted their prices slightly from the time that we did the interview, even last year. Mm-hmm. Um. And they did have most of their crowler cans were seven dollars for crowler, and then they would have one wow. one of their crowlers would be like nine dollars or eleven dollars depending on the beer, like but usually one. Now it is pretty much a lot of their crowler fills are nine or eleven dollars for fill, and it's and just the, the basic ones are, are seven, so it's a little bit more expensive. But the beers are really good, and they are putting a lot of ingredients. I mean, to yeah. do these these big beers like this, it's a lot of hops in there, right? You can't do this type of beer without putting a, a butt ton of hops in there. Now they are using cryo yeah. hops. So some, uh, on some of their beers, so that does reduce the amount they, of waste that they have in there, but it still costs money to buy those cryo hops. So I don't, I don't ding them because they're charging a typical price of what, you know, people are charging now, but mm-hmm. It's not necessarily as low as it was when they first started, where I would go in there and I'm like, damn, you know, a $7 crowler, that's that's great, right? Now their crowlers, $11 crowler is, as you know, a lot of times is what you'd pay for a growler fill, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of places, you know, between 11 and $14. And now you're getting 32 ounces of that. But I fear for your wallet when you come to Tampa. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm spoiled. I know I'm I'm complaining about small things. And I'm I shouldn't be complaining because honestly, Jim Dandy's prices are really good compared to you know what we're getting now. Cause because now pretty much in most of the places in Boise, uh it's a six dollar pint. Yeah. Or six fifty six fifty pint, right? So the the prices like you know, you go get a gold you you go in and get a, a gold nail. It's it's six bucks, right? It's not like a cheaper price for a beer that's not as as ingredient heavy that needs mm-hmm. to have a higher price. They're just charging that flat rate for everything, and so prices are going are going up here as well. Uh, I, I you know I 
I I am still supporting local breweries. I've I've got I went out this last week to a number of different breweries and, and supported them, pay the extra price, give them a good tip for it. And I'm still tipping I always tip well, but I'm tipping extra well still because I know how much that these workers had, had to take, you know, to uh uh when when they weren't working. Uh so I I, I want to try to give back, but um it still is hard when I know I can go and get a a six pack for ten dollars at the grocery store, yeah. or I could go buy a pint for six fifty. Uh, you know, the frugalness in me says go to the store and buy it. <laughs> but yeah. if I really want to truly help that brewery, I need to go buy it from their uh, the source, right? So sure. they get more money. So, I mean, admittedly, I bought I bought a Crowler on Friday. It was ten bucks to fill it, <laughs> and that was in Cigar City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, my next beer is a gift from my good buddy Alex Fuchs who came into town for a week we got to hang out and go drinking uh, at at the uh, at the bars and uh, and he came over to my place and he brought me a six pack of beers from Israel and this one is from Dancing Camel I I I enjoy Dancing Camel they're in Tel Aviv and this is a this is a Baltic porter it's called the 1872 Baltic Porter and this is a it was a collaboration with another brewery a European brewery. I can't remember which one, but this one was brewed in Israel. So I'm just letting Dancing Camel claim it. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, do the collaboration. But it's a Baltic Porter. I love Baltic Porter, and and uh, Alex knows I enjoy that style. So he grabbed it for me. He saw that I hadn't had it before, which is nice. So uh, I said, one of my favorite styles. Really well done beer with spot on flavors expected with the style. Thanks again to my buddy Alex Fuchs for the generous beer gifts. I gave this a four and a half cap rating. Um, really good Baltic Porter um, from out of Israel. There you go. And then the last one is another Isra- Israeli beer from Alex. Uh, and this is from the brewery Hadabim. Now, Hadabim is a brewery that, that uh, closed down a few years ago and then reemerged a couple of years ago to, to like come back alive. When they, I first had Hadabim from our buddy uh, Ariel Druck. Uh, he's been on the, you know, he's watched us live before. He's coming to Boise on the 23rd of June. So I'll meet up with him again here in, in town. He'll be here uh, drinking some Boise beers. But uh, how to be, and that's when I was first introduced because he was brewing, working at that, that brewery. Uh, he brought me to Dancing Camel, actually. Uh, I was at Dancing Camel. He's, he said, hey, let me bring you some beers. Let's drink together. And he brought a bunch of beers from how to be, and we drank, and we had a great time at Dancing Camel. Uh, drinking uh, a bunch of different beers. So uh, this one is called uh, Burrell. It's a brown ale. And again, Alex knows how much I love brown ales. Um, and uh, it's, I just said it's a great brown. Oh, uh, it's actually called a brown ale, but in reality, I think it's supposed to be a brown IPA because it is a bit hoppy. So I, I called it a brown IPA with nutty malt character, floral, piney hops. Um and it's a great beer that resonates with me, and I gave it a four and a half cap rating as well. Uh, I, I enjoy those nutty characters that a brown ale can give you, uh, and I love the fact that they put in some hops that gave it a little bit of a hoppy uh, backbone to it as well. So it had the malt and the hops. Uh, that's why I call it a brown IPA. So Haldabim Burrell. All right, Chris, that's it. That's it for me on my uh, – I mean, I drink a bunch of other beers, but – 
um, those are the ones that were the highest rated ones that I want to talk about. <clears throat> well, they sounded like some good ones, yeah. especially since uh, Alex brought you some good ones. I yeah. uh, hope you guys had a had a good time. I saw a couple of pictures pop up on social media, and you guys were out causing a ruckus in Boise. No, we don't cause ruckus. <laughs> we just like slow roll around, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we had some good times. Yeah. All right. All right, Chris, you know what? It's time to close this show out. But before we do that, I always like to ask if you'd like to give a toast to someone. So who would you like to give a toast to tonight? I would love to raise a glass to a very, 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 very special person. Megan and I just celebrated our 17th Mm. wedding anniversary on the 12th. Uh, So what was that, Saturday, Friday? Let's call it Friday. Um, It was Saturday, but we'll call it Friday, Friday, yeah. Today's yeah, the 14th, so. Friday. Yeah, I never said math was one of my strong <laughs> suits either. So, uh, But, yeah, just want to raise our glass. Uh, cheers, Megan, to another. Cheers. Many, 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 yes. many years to that. Yes, so cheers. cheers. That's awesome. Congratulations mm. to both of you. Thank you. I love hearing. <clears throat> Thank you. I, I love hearing success stories with marriage because so many don't last as long as you or I. So that's good. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But even, uh, you know. As, as, uh, yep, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but, uh, but Denny, uh, who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, first, I want to raise my glass to our Patreon toast for the night is Kirk Tabor. Thank you, Kirk, for supporting us. We really appreciate, uh, you know, the support you give us. And next, I've already mentioned Alex Fuchs. Cheers, Alex. Uh, gracious to bring me a six pack of beers. All of them so far have been fantastic. I think I have three left. I think I drank the first three. I have three more I'm going to savor and enjoy. Uh, I really appreciate it. Come back soon. Uh, I love uh, hanging out with you and drinking beers and chatting. And then also want to raise my glass to the Brunomics crew. I know they still owe Chris his Mad Swede hat, <laughs> but uh, but Will Sinclair had a birthday, and they invited me to hang out with them axe throwing on International Axe Throwing Day, Saturday. Yes. Uh, not only did we earn a badge for drinking beer on that day, but I also got to throw axes on International Axe Day to celebrate Will's birthday. And I just appreciate those guys inviting me along to to uh, have fun and interact and, and have some fellowship. It was really a, a good time. So cheers to that. Life is complete now. Yeah, life is complete. <laughs> you, get, you, get your, uh, you get your axe throwing badge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then my last toast goes out to my uh, my dear uh, cat, uh, what you know, lovingly known as uh, Chuck Boris. Um, he, We had to put him down uh, last Saturday. Um, well, Saturday before this last one, before, I mean, the weekend that uh, Alex was here. Uh, he, uh, It's sad because he all of a sudden got sick. We tried, we went to the vet and we did a bunch of stuff to figure out what was wrong. And it turns out that uh, he had lung cancer, of all things. Mm. There's, no, there's no smoking here. He's not, uh, you know, huffing on a uh, uh, on a pipe or anything. I don't know how he got lung cancer, but the poor cat got lung cancer, and a week later we had to put him down. It just deteriorated so fast, and it was sad to see him uh, go so quickly. And he was a big part of our lives, and uh, and he was more of a dog in cat <laughs> clothing than a cat. He was definitely a, a unique animal. So I raise this glass to my buddy Boris. May he rest in peace, and may we see him again one day. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms, 
Uh, thank you for your service, and please return home safely to your family soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, or give a toast to our sponsor? Sure can. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. All right, you can find the beers that we mentioned on the show and the articles on the show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Grew. And Chris, how can others follow you? Never on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie82, unless you send me some message on there that I probably won't ever see. <laughs> um, <clears throat> or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And as always, guys, check us out on everything social, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everything is at Tap the Craft. All right, it is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on everything. So just go search for Tap the Craft. And, of course, as a reminder, uh, we don't release a show every week. I, I'm just too busy to do that. But every two weeks, a new show comes out. So go and uh, subscribe and look forward to us every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Feel better? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Good. Thank you for that right. little break because uh, I was, like I said, I was starting to get antsy. I don't like to get antsy. <laughs> Denny just starts shifting in his seat a whole bunch and we're like, were you okay? Just got to pee.